0: in non-essentials, liberty, in all things, charity. Now, here's Dean.
1: And thank you again, Rachel, and welcome everyone to this special edition of In All Things. And I say a special edition because this particular episode, a unique episode, is going to be dropping on the Friday of our 42nd General Assembly of the Evangelical Presbyterian Church. So while this episode is going live online, we will actually be in our General Assembly and probably either just coming out of or part of what is our moderator's service, a service of worship on Friday morning at the GA. And so obviously, if you do the math, you figure that we have recorded this a couple of weeks ahead of time uh, in anticipation of that GA. And so if you're not able to be with us at Ward Church in Michigan, but you're tuning in to this particular podcast, perhaps either at the moment it's dropping during the GA or maybe afterwards, it might help you understand and get caught up on some of the things that took place at our 42nd General Assembly Of course, this year our theme was Recharge, based on Acts chapter 1, uh, verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. Just a couple of quick notes on our theme, verse, Recharge. You will receive power. The Greek word there for power is dunamis. That's where we get the word dynamite from. This is a an explosive power that the Spirit is going to give us. And the Spirit gives us a power to do something that we could never do on our own, which is to be his witnesses. The Greek word there for witness is martyrios, uh, where we get the word martyr from. That is to say, we are to give our life for the gospel, just as Jesus, who is the gospel, gave his life uh, for us. No person willingly lays down their life, and yet that is the central call of the Christian faith. Uh, Jesus said, take up your cross and follow me. The apostle Paul says, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Uh, John Calvin is noted for saying that the summation of the Christian life is the denial of self. Dietrich Bonhoeffer is famous for saying, if anyone would be a follower of Christ, he bids to hear the Savior say to him, come and die. So this idea of dying to ourselves is very fundamental to being a follower of Jesus, but we don't naturally want to do that. So we have his dunamis, his dynamic power, which enables us to lay our lives down as a witness for him, both in terms of our lives as well as our lips, our deeds as well as our words, and then the place where we are called to do that. This connects nicely with the Great Commission in Matthew 28, where he says, you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. Of course, that's in that one, three, and five-mile radius that our seven, nine people talk about as kind of our Jerusalem, that area that is just in our own backyard, our proximity. And then Judea-Samaria is that area that's pushed out beyond where we um, normally live and move and have our being. It might be in an area, as Samaria was for the Jews, that was a place you didn't go, or a place that was uncomfortable, or that you tried to pass around. And then the ends of the earth is self-explanatory. The ends of the earth is the, well, ends of the earth. To have the power to take this good news of Jesus to all of the world, starting in our backyard and going to the ends of the earth, and lay down our life for the gospel That is why we gather at our General Assembly to be recharged after a couple of years of pandemic and being absolutely drained. The church gathers again. The ecclesia gathers together again to be recharged in the power of the Holy Spirit so that we could be his witnesses. Now, this week at our General Assembly, we have heard great preaching. We have heard preaching from Julie Hawkins uh, from Chapel Hill Church in Gig Harbor, Washington. We'll have heard preaching from Terrence Gray and Scott McKee, both of our host church, which is uh, Ward EPC in Northville, Michigan. We'll have heard preaching from Marcelo Robles, who is from the La Mission Presbyterian Church and the St. Andrew's Presbyterian in Buenos Aires, Argentina. And we'll have heard preaching, as we have this morning, from our moderator of the 41st General Assembly, Brad Strait, the senior pastor of Cherry Creek Presbyterian Church in Denver, Colorado. And so all of those great worship services that I just mentioned, uh, we will have recordings of those available on our website, which, if you don't know it already, is real simple. It's epc.org. And we'll make sure that those are available so that if you weren't able to be there at the General Assembly, you're able to benefit from those and pass those on as well to your session, to your congregation, and for those who would want to be blessed by the preaching of the word by some really fine, great EPC preachers. In addition to our gathering for preaching and best practices with Ed Stetzer and Jimmy Scroggins and thoughtful exchanges around what it means to be a faithful Christian citizen, Sandy Wilson and Vincent Baycoat, times of equipping around evangelism training, around church planting. There are a lot of things at this General Assembly, commissioning world outreach workers. There's just been a lot of things at this assembly that I hope would be a blessing. the church. And if you were there, you know that. And if you weren't there, hopefully you've been praying for that and following what comes from that. Some of the business items that have been taking place uh, this last week, of course on Wednesday, our opening business session is typically the election of our new moderator and some other kind of business that you have to do to get the General Assembly up and running. On Thursday, we start digging into some of the reports that come back to the church. Uh, And we hear really exciting things from our church planners, our national director of church planning, Tom Ricks, reporting back on the, the 53 church plants we have across the country and how the gospel is going forward in those contexts. But we also had extensive reporting back from Bob Stauffer, our new national director of church health who um, not only reported on the two Bart Hess Award winners, 5.7 Church in Detroit and the Manoa Community Church outside of Philadelphia. And we'll have videos uh, from those two churches also probably available on our website for you to check out and learn more about our two Bart Hess Award winners that we had this year. Couldn't couldn't decide between them, so we ended up with two of those. And those videos will be available to you. And Bob shared with us about the, the exciting uh, not only work of Transitional pastor training, leadership development, but particularly our doubling down on the EPC's three circles, our new evangelistic tool to help train and equip all of our congregations in sharing the good news of Jesus with their uh, family, friends, neighbors, and workers. And so uh, a lot of busy things going on, including my report on Thursday, which included the what are called ascending overtures, things that the General Assembly has previously approved that went to our presbyteries and then our presbyteries have now approved and then to change our Book of Church government has to come back and be ratified by a second assembly, and that happened also on Thursday. Now today, the day in which this drops on Friday, is a big day in the assembly because we have a couple of important items coming up in the morning. One includes what's called POI, and that is the percentage of income, a change in the funding formula of how our congregations support not just the General Assembly, but financially provide for the General Assembly so that the GA is able to actually serve and support our presbyteries and our congregations. It's part of our connectional way of doing things as Presbyterian followers of Jesus. Uh, We'll also be talking about a recommendation from the national leadership team on uh, what is called an Ad Interim Committee, which means it's short-lived. It has a two-year lifespan, appointed by our moderator for the purpose of writing a pastoral letter of racial lament and hope. Of course, this is one of the big issues of our day, and our pastors have been asking for guidance and help on how to shepherd their congregations and disciple their people in light of biblical truth, Uh, not given to the winds and waves and doctrines of society that are around us, but to dig down deeply in our confessions, and in the scripture, uh, with a robust Christian anthropology. Who are we as the Imago Dei? And uh, what has happened because sin has entered the world and broken that fellowship? And what does it mean for Christ to redeem us? And how do we join him in making all things new? That framework of biblical creation, fall, redemption, restoration, as we look at this notion of the racial issues in our own society and speak to them through biblical categories like lament, and hope. Um, If you'd like to read a psalm that kind of tees that up a little bit, take a look at Psalm 13 and work through that psalm, and you'll see the lament and the hope that the scripture points us to when we find ourselves in some really challenging and difficult times. We hope that this will be a pastoral letter, which means it's an internal letter for the EPC, and we hope it will be a a biblical letter, which grounds everything in the scriptures, and finally we hope it will be a a helpful letter to our churches as they seek guidance. Uh, We've written pastoral letters and position papers on almost every imaginable topic under the sun, except this one and in our times uh, it is so incredibly important and will be such a gift to our churches. So we'll be talking about that this morning And then in the afternoon, we'll be hearing uh, stories and we'll be hearing reports from everything from world outreach, and we'll approve our new master plan, which has been almost a year in the works, which is very exciting because it aligns perfectly uh, with the Great Commission and the evangelism focus, not only of this assembly, but of the EPC historically. We'll also be receiving reports from our Fraternal Relations Committee, which will be encouraging us to study our relationship with the WCRC, which is an ecumenical body that we've been a part of for a number of years, that uh, probably is in a very different place than the EPC in terms of our beliefs. And so we're going to study that to see if we want to continue to be in a relationship with that organization. We're also going to welcome a new uh, fraternal relationship uh, formally. We've been informally part of a relationship with the EPC of Sierra Leone for a number of years, but we hope to make that formal at this assembly with another motion from our Fraternal Relations Committee. We will have had a number of fraternal delegates uh, visiting us from other denominations. We'll have Dana Allen and Nate Driesman from the Evangelical Covenant Order of Presbyterians, Samuel Cisse from the EPC of Sierra Leone, Davi Gomez from the Presbyterian Church of Brazil. We'll be, uh, have a video from Brian Chapel, the State Clerk of the Presbyterian Church of America. And of course, um, we will be visited also by Um, my good friend Marcella Robles from the St. Andrews Presbytery in Argentina. So we'll have a number of greetings uh, from fraternal delegates as a part of this assembly as well. And then finally, there's some closing business uh, that has to be attended to at the end of this day. We'll be uh, electing a new moderator-elect. Very excited to work with uh, Pastor Joe Kim. Joe's a teaching elder in the Presbytery of the East planting Hope Philly Church plant in inner-city Philadelphia. And uh, Joe is a member of our uh, Ministerial Vocations Committee, our Effective Biblical Leadership Team, and I've had the chance to work alongside of him. And he is just a complete delight, has a beautiful spirit, and loves the EPC. And he is going to be a great moderator-elect and future moderator for our denomination. So that will be later on this afternoon. And then some other business to wrap up uh, the assembly, as we always do. So hopefully by mid-afternoon, today on Friday, we will be bringing the 42nd General Assembly to a close. Now our General Assembly uh, will be in recess when that finishes but the work of the General Assembly actually continues all year long and that General Assembly carries out its work through what are called permanent committees. You see a standing committee happens that only stands during the General Assembly itself but a permanent committee as the name suggests carries on all year long. And so we have other committees, like the Ministerial Vocations Committee, the Next Generations Committee, that will continue to meet during the course of the year to carry out the will of the General Assembly. And, of course, the one that is charged with making sure that all of that is taking place is your national leadership team. And so uh, the work of the GA doesn't stop uh, when we adjourn on Friday, but we have our marching orders, and it's our job in the office of the General Assembly to make sure that all those committees and all those presbyteries and all the congregations are um, aware of what takes place at the General Assembly and are supported by that and encouraged by that and in alignment with that. That is our responsibility. That is our charge and call. That's, That's my job at the end of the day, is to make sure the will of the Assembly is carried out in the life of the church. And, of course, our mission at the EPC is simply we exist to carry out the Great Commission as Presbyterian, Evangelical, Reformed, and Missional churches, and each of those things being Presbyterian in our relationship and connection to one another, our form of government around elders, our distinctives in Reformed theology, our sense of being not just a Presbyterian and Reformed church, but a distinctively purposefully Evangelical church, Evangelistic church, an evangelism-focused church in the E in the EPC and that we do that in our own Jerusalem and Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. That means we're a missional church. So all of those things that are who we are, Presbyterian, Reformed, Evangelical, and Missional, all are the, who we are, but what we do, and that's what a mission statement is, it's an action statement, is we exist to carry out the Great Commission. And we come to this General Assembly to be recharged so that we could receive his power to be his witnesses, to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. I know all of that business may sound like uh, you know that's a business meeting of sorts but it is the work of the church and it's, it's work and it's worship and it's fellowship and it's singing and it's praying and it's commissioning and it's uh, digging down deep into how do we help carry out the great commission because that my friends is the mission and work of the EPC for which this General Assembly serves. So I hope this is helpful for you to get a perspective of what the work of the General Assembly is. If nothing else, it helps you to pray for us. And if you ever come across someone in your congregation that says, what actually takes place at a General Assembly and how does all that work together? I hope today's episode will be helpful in terms of framing some of those things. So my friends, let me conclude this time with what I always do, which is um, a kind of benediction for our podcast, it's the good word from God's word in Colossians chapter 1. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, and yes, even general assemblies. <laughs> all things, my friends, all things. Your relationships, your work, your play, your dreams, your hopes, all things have been created through him and they're for him. You see, he is before all things. And in him and in him alone, all things hold together. For he is the head of the body. He's the head of the EPC. He is the head of the church. That is our Savior, Jesus. And it's in his name that I bid grace and peace to you until the next time that we gather here on in all things.
0: Thank you again for joining us on behalf of Dean and the entire team. We hope you will join us for our next episode of in all things for more information about the evangelical Presbyterian church, including a directory of local churches, online resources, and much more visit our website at www.epc.org. I'm Rachel Joseph. I pray you have an overwhelming sense of God's presence in all things today.